Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Just With Girls. Erin here, and as an artist who creates, I've always had a passion for others who create art, the meaning of art, and how art changes over time. So similar to how our skinny jeans were of the past, it's the same when it comes to art. So kick back and listen as I totally geek out about some art history and relating it back to how art is today. As we all know, publicity is an essential aspect of modern art. Futurism was fueled by it, and acceptance of Dadaism was influenced by it. And let's be real, art uh, drives from exposure. Thank you, social media. In the end, uh, the public sets expectations to accept or reject art. Think about people liking your images or people not. The trolls had not the trolls which is why a tough shell is extremely necessary to be an artist. But artists will test boundaries, molding and forming those expectations. The futurists and Dadaists changed the perception of art forever. However, without publicity, they wouldn't have been able to do so. One of my favorite artists to talk about is Marinetti, and hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Marinetti, though, was viewed as a futurist publicist, a charming yet aggressive man. He founded Futurism in 1909. He wanted to show that art was present in everyday life and not just in the museum. Minetti's publicity of the futuristic ideas not only inspired his fellow futurists, but also assisted in the development of new ideas and techniques, which is pretty cool. And that comes to life in many aspects today when it comes to art as uh, new ideas and, you know, pushing the boundaries is how new techniques and design forms. So the idea of futurism had to come first and then followed was this fanfare publicity. It was only later that artists could find a mean to express it. Minetti envisioned putting an end to this distinct between high and low culture. So to accomplish his vision of influencing the general public, he began to use daily mass media, a new form of publicity. So the futurists published manifestos in daily newspapers, plaster them on the walls, drop them in leaflets from airplanes onto Italian plazas. In addition, they staged plays, theatrical performances, published their own journals, books, and organized several expositions. The public's response to futurism, futurism was generally disgust. Well, it was something new. People weren't used to it. But on the other hand, some artists were inspired by this form of art. Futurists want to break away from the past and create the new. So places such as Venice were considered run down, taken over by tourists. It was considered as a city tied to the old, whereas, you know, New York was the city of the future, since to most it was an unusual place and would appeal to the form of futurism. So the futurists had taken the public to new heights and were particularly interested in the nightlife. Interesting. Now we understand why New York. (laughs) Uh, But many believe that they were going against the moonlight, so meaning romanticism was completely worn out, and futurism was the future. Futurists placed a great deal in emphasis on the theater. So when we talk about art and creativity, it's not just when it comes to canvas, it's pen to paper, it's voice, it's there's just so much that is affected with each period of um, art. So art not only affects what you see visually, but also what you hear and what you see in performance. The theater was known to be one of the most energetic aspects of modern life. 
the nightlife had been transformed into a fashionable spectacle as there were many new scenes of dances and flirtations. You know, everyone gets dressed up to go to the theater. People dress up to go out. Nightlife is more than just entertainment. There's entertainment and there's art within how you get ready and what you wear and how your hair is. But in Marinetti's 1913 manifesto, he proclaimed it as an art form of his time. Born as we are from electricity and lucky to have no tradition, no masters, no dogma. So the cabarets would be performed in public spaces with a desire to change the role of the audience. So the futurists would encourage the audience to become engaged in their performance, which brings it back to the whole aspect of how Marinetti was trying to eliminate the low and the high class uh, to end a divide back in the day. And, you know, sometimes there's a little bit around it now, too, is that the wealthy, the upper class, were the ones that could afford the art and have the art in their homes. And so art was a form of status. And in the same way, so is the theater. So having these cabarets that were planned just out and about, having the audience um, engage and interact made it accessible to everybody. But what was important about this was they didn't want a passive audience. They would encourage the audience for booing and cheering. In addition to changing the role of the audience many times, the actors would improvise with the purpose of making it less planned and more lifelike. The excitement and shock of the new approach would bring so much movement um, to this era. In addition, futurism did not focus on a particular class, hence anyone could participate in these shows, as I mentioned earlier. But expanding their audience by reaching other classes created greater awareness of their style and helped to generate more publicity for the movement. So being that, you know, more, this is more accessible to people, it was talked about more. And that's where the publicity came in. If you are famous, maybe you get more publicity because the publicity is following you. The public wants to know what's happening. But nowadays we have the capabilities of sharing our life as a newspaper uh, through means of social media, whereas, again, you we are creating this level of accessibility and people are able to reach new audiences and reach more people through these platforms that enhance um, publicity, which is just, to me, such a fascinating topic to think of is just I, publicity in the world of art doesn't get as much attention anymore or it's not realized that that's what drives art. Um, want something or a trend i mean i i always bring it back to trends like what influences our minds and our worlds i mean the visual differences and changes of fashion alone thinking uh the other day i was talking to my sister talking about trends that we wore a long time ago and i said she said well i would wear what i wore back then now and i said so you'd wear flare jeans low cut with birkenstocks and then she said, well, I never wore Birkenstocks back then. But it just shows how the public rejects and accepts certain trends, certain forms, certain things that move forward and things that don't move forward. Whereas at some point, things change and evolve. Take the skinny jean. Apparently that's out of style. And so is the side part, which I don't get that yet. But, you know... I just find it's just a fascinating world of, you know, challenging art and how art moves forward. So it's not always just how people accept and reject. 
there's also a lot of influence on what's going on in the world. So for example, the First World War marked the period of high modernism. So World War I had brought new weapons such as machine guns, tanks, grenades, and poisonous gases. These advanced weapons made a whole new type of war, which shocked many people. And this reaction was the same response towards the beginning of the Dada movement, as Swiss sculptor Hans Arp was the creator of Dada, and those who joined him believed that tradition is and what produced war, so tradition should be abandoned. So Dada had one rule, which was never to follow any known rules. Dadaists would spit on anything that contributed to the war. We, who are non-artists, will create non-art, since art, and everything else in the world, has no meaning anyway. And that was referring to the war. Dadaists want to escape and push away from the awfulness of it, which meant escaping anything and everything having to do with tradition. During this time, the mass media of advertising was competing for attention along with the Dadaists. So luckily, the shock from the general public created great publicity for the Dadaists. The Dada movement was heavily influenced by modern art, but it was also changed advertising as well. All Dada artwork, or almost all, was created to incite or inspire a reaction. That was the intended goal, at least according to Sharon Simmons in his article, Advertising Seizes Control of Life, Berlin Data and Power of Advertising. Um, quote, data has been linked to changing commercial practices within the art world because it gave a rise to the marketing strategy of seeking the signs of authenticity through the denial of commercialism. Also, art's role was in marketing mass-produced commodities. They needed new artists to provide manufacturers with visual signs of distinctions or signs that would influence a consumer to choose one product over another. So people are starting to figure out this art space and how art heavily influences people. So data stressed the pure exchange value of the artist, artistic commodity, and suggested that it was a mirror of reflecting the desires of the consumer, brought to the surface and exploited by the means of the public publicity and advertising, which is fascinating because in a way that's what designers like myself in advertising do. We try to find what is appealing to the mass audience, the consumer, and find a way to be authentic and share what they want to see and what they want to know. So eventually data became dangerously acceptable. The acceptance of data and Duchamp by the art world had reduced Dada's power to shock due to the mass amount that, of attention that Dada was getting to be an acceptable form. So here's the question, was Dada art or was it not? But either way, if you think it was or wasn't, um, and I'll give you a quick example, Duchamp uh, is also known for the fountain. Uh, and don't quote me on this story word for word, but how I remember this story when I've been told in art school was Dada, Dada, Duchamp put a, the fountain, which is a urinal, in a gallery, and due to the fact that it was roped off and shown as a display, it became art because that's how the public was interacting with it. In a way, he was putting his nose up in the air and mocking the upper class, as the upper class tend to attend these galleries and look at the art and the fact that just because there was ropes around it 
or it was featured as art in a, in a display that people started viewing it that way, even though it was simply just the fountain. So that's where it goes back and forth of, is it art or is it not? But, you know, either way, people were talking about it. It's the amount of boundary breaking. It's amount of boundary breaking could only lead to one, to one exhaust itself. So this boundary breaking, it could only lead to one, it could only lead to exhaust itself. However, Dada did not simply just end, but instead it transforms itself. So French Dada's became surrealist, German Dadaists became international um, constructivists, <laughs> and as for Marshall Duchamp, he continued to make art as well, sometimes in surrealist style, despite claiming that he'd given up on it. So modern art entered into the world of mass media. These artists were forced to compete with mediums such as newspaper, advertising, and photography. It sounds very familiar to what we face today. So. Artists had to rely on their shock factor. They had to create fresh new ideas to keep a response. Futurism and dataism intentionally leveraged mass media to create publicity and draw attention to these art forms. So there's so many stunts and art stunts that you see in the media nowadays. Artists trying something that's absolutely outrageous and crazy uh, for that shock value. It's beautiful, but it's different. Even looking at how retail stores bring exhibitions to life. I know Louis Vuitton painted an entire store neon orange. Um, there are Miller Coors knit an entire billboard. There's just these fascinating little things that people do for that attention. It's, it's PR, people. You want that big idea, that big plan, something that's going to catch attention and be talked about. Well, so, so before I dive into kind of where today's at and today's art trends that I see coming to life in 2021. I want to just conclude that it's evident that publicity is an essential aspect to modern art and art today. Without it, we would not have had the social impact that we've had from futurism and dataism. Uh, it was through public exposure and how they manipulated the public to receive their response, which created these art movements. So. The purpose of publicity is to affect these organizations in two ways, as they are two types of publicity. So publicity is not only due to the effort to make it known, but also the curiosity of the public. For example, TikTok. TikTok, you may put something out there and it's, you know, fits the trend and everything, but if it's something new, the audience is going to take to it and it's going to spread because it's something different. So publicity can only take you so far and there's a certain level that you know, putting stuff in the world and publishing stuff can get you. But there's also an aspect of the curiosity of the public and that will take you almost even further faster. But let's move on. Let's talk about a few things that are going on in our world today. So we're in 2021 and, you know, the art world has changed drastically in this time being that, well, everything was shut down for a year. Uh, and so what I believe might happen, and who knows, and I'd love to know everyone's thoughts on this, is where is art going now? What is interesting that I found is after I did a little bit of Googling online is what is the most popular art, fine art trends currently? 
so a few of them that are currently extremely popular, uh, but one of the most of the most in-demand type and best-selling art of 2020 is the landscape painting, which I thought was really interesting as we had a huge phase of surrealism, modernism, abstract painting, and expressionism all at once. There was all different forms of it, and that was definitely through 2018, 2019, 2020, to be honest, even in the beginning, and then it did start to shift. Maybe it's because we were all cooped up inside and landscapes and more nature felt more important to us. But some things that I also think might start happening is we're going to start seeing more virtual art exhibitions. Um, Museums and galleries obviously turned into online platforms quite quickly. Um, and they gave people an artistic experience from their own homes. Some may argue that it's a good or bad thing, but the trend is going to stay here. Uh, We've even seen that with large major museums that have transitioned to an online um, viewing station. You can show all the high-resolution, you know, artwork from your couch. Stuff that you probably couldn't, that some people couldn't have gone and seen in other countries. So another interesting trend that's going right now is 3D animated art form. And correct me if I'm wrong, 3D motion graphic design. I was close. Um, This is an innovative and excited art form that has captured the attention of many artists across the globe. Uh, And part of us want part, part of what people wonder is, was this inspired by the empty streets and the various lockdowns? So, for example, people have been filling um, corners of New York City with playful 3D art of floating hearts or packages racing through transparent pipes. Um, With the rise of this online exhibition, these animated artworks could be perfect for stepping into the next digital age of the art world. But technology is great, but there's also an increase of appreciation for nature. So nature throughout history was always known to be rich and varied source of inspiration for artists. And we're starting to see that come to life real hard right now. It illustrates the priceless appreciation of the scenes of nature. So as I said earlier, that is one of our top selling things right now is landscaped uh, artwork. Uh, Another interesting popularity is the increase for street art. This is nothing new. Uh, light of the pandemic, there was an undeniable, undeniable increase in art being used to in response to the pandemic. Also, there has been a, lots of um, artwork that has been produced for causes and organizations. So that's something that's co- that I also think is interesting of how um, the world, with the concentrating world that we are facing today, art in the world also changes with it and art has a voice in this space for example there's an artist um, in LA that created this large pandemic scale um, mural and the words on it with an illustration was cancel plans not humanity which was quite interesting um, to say the least but you know who's to know what's going to come in this year of 2021 for certain But those are a few of the predictions. I also feel as if we're going to get a little bit more creative in the the video space. I think that's a little bit more on the advertising side. Uh, TikTok obviously keeps moving, so keep using that as a publicity platform in in addition to your uh, 
Instagram, but love to know your thoughts and opinions of this week's episode as I geeked out about futurism and dataism and today's ism uh, and how the world is affected greatly on how the world accepts or rejects art and how the world of art changes through how the world changes. All right, everyone, leave us a review at Jesso Girls, tag us on Instagram. And with that, I'll be kind to one another and I will see you next week.